Welcome. I think this is the bitterest pill. <laughs> we will see. We will see. This could be a train wreck for one. <laughs> anyway, I hope you're there. I hope you can hear me. I hope something's happening. Hey, welcome to The Bitterest Pill. My name is Dan Class. I am in my garage under the flight path at Los Angeles International Airport. I don't think I'm doing this right. So here on the West Coast uh, by my computer, it's 11.32 a.m. on February 11th, uh, 2016. I, in theory... <laughs> I'm supposed to be streaming right now on Alpha Geek uh, Media. Now, in reality, it's some other guy. I have clearly already messed up something. So, uh, this isn't part of the show, right? Typically, this should be part of the show, but I have to try now to figure out what, what I've done. Okay, so look, so watch. Multicast control live. The it says it's listen. It says I'm live. Live. Oop. Off the air. Let's try that. Let's try that. Live. The bitterest pill. Alpha Geek Radio. Alpha Geek. You know I have no idea. Okay. Because I'm watching Video Channel Two, and that guy is not me. Do you understand how I? I would recognize myself if that were me. That is not me. Anyway, have you been? I've been fine. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, we're recording. Hopefully, somewhere else is catching this stream. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. On the Alpha Geek uh, Media Network. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's switch over so I can see myself and see what's happening. Okay. Anyway, Alpha Geek Media. It's where I should be right now. Anyway, um, so yeah, my name is Dan Class. I'm new to the. Uh, I'm new to the uh, network. Um, very happy to be invited to join the, the family. I'm not exactly sure that I am uh, an alpha geek because um, if I was, I would know that I'm streaming. You see what I mean? I would be confident in the fact that I'm streaming right now instead of looking at my phone while well, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be recording a show I'm supposed to be producing a show but instead I'm going to look on my phone to see I see that thing says I'm on so I listen I hope I'm on let's watch TV together shall we so um yeah I live in Los Angeles I really do live uh, not literally under the flight path but essentially under the flight path of Los Angeles International Airport um in a town called Westchester which is currently... Here, let's check Channel 2. No, I'm... 
When I thought that was, no, that's not, this is not, that is not me. Do you see how that's not me? That's not me. That's a, I would say, that's a woman who is so not me. All right. So what do you do? Do you, do you continue with the show? Do you make a, a 911 call? What, what do you do? Because the, the control panel says I'm on. So we're just going to proceed accordingly. Also, I'll roll some video in a couple minutes. And then, oh, now I'm on. I wonder when that is. Oh, that's so funny. That could be like five minutes ago. So we're on. Okay. Oh, that's me playing with the phone. How cute. If you want to see the whole show, <laughs> you'll have to go to the YouTube archive in a couple of days or something. Anyway, all right. So I can see myself on three different monitors. That's disconcerting to say the least. So, so yeah, we're under the flight path. So basically, I live in, in Westchester, California, which is literally airport adjacent. And it used to be kind of... um. Not CD when we moved here. We moved here about 15 or 16 years ago. And I wouldn't say it was CD, but it still had some seed. You know what I mean? Like there was an adult bookstore next to the Christian science reading room. You know what I mean? Like it was still edgy. There were still some old school diners and whatnot. And I thought it's all gone. And I thought it was going to turn into just kind of a normal kind of middle, upper, middle, whatever, uh, you know, L.A. Uh, neighborhood. Because we're not on the beach. We're, we're like a town over from, you know what I mean? We're kind of like near the beach. You could ride your bike if you really were that into it to the beach. But then what happened is the uh, DreamWorks, you know, DreamWorks, DreamWorks uh, wanted to build a big studio on, you know, what was some wetlands. So they greased a lot of palms and they they made it so they could build on these wetlands. And then they left. They went to Glendale. So now they're all... So now there's this thing called Silicon... Yeah, Silicon Beach. It's LA. We've always been Silicon Beach. This is where I get a little confused. It used to be Silicon Beach, but now there's this whole new thing called Silicon Beach, which is this entire gigantic tech center built on what used to be a wetlands. So what they've done is they've paved over the wetlands, capturing all the methane gas that is being produced by all the dying swamp crap under there. So you, so now Google has moved in, Facebook has moved in, YouTube has moved in. Everybody's there. They built all these million, $2 million condos and everything all on top of Los Angeles's anus. But what has happened is all these tech people are now moving here. And I love tech people. I Listen, I was like one of the first people, ask Brian Ibbett. I was like, I've been podcasting for 12 years. I love going to conferences with geeks. I love it. I love it. These people are, not, I don't know where these people are from. These people that are moving in here and, and, and living in Silicon Beach. They're not the geeks that I know from podcasting conventions. They're all immaculately like technosexuals the men are more beautiful than the women you know what i mean like the guys have zero body fat but these meticulously trimmed like the beard like imagine an entire community that looks like tom merrick merit right just imagine imagine that everyone's six two they weigh a hundred pounds they're making five hundred thousand dollars a year and then there's me five six and a half and shrinking i'm bald under this hat i'm wearing i'm wearing this hat because you can't sit 
in front of a bank of computer monitors, all showing your head with your bald, stupid, right, shiny reflection for hours and hours. You can't, you can't do it. So I, I'm, I'm just going to start keeping hats in the studio so I don't lose my stinking mind. But yeah, now, so, so now suddenly what was this kind of like normal neighborhood f- for LA, right? Keep, keep it all in context. It's now becoming this like techno hipster enclave. And you would think I'd be happier with that. But again, but these are like uber alpha geeks. It's, it's bizarre. Do we all have to be rich and shop at Whole Foods and buy curated, uh, you know, pantsuits that are shipped in artisanally uh, designed cardboard boxes on a subscription basis? Everything's now is just like a super high-end Columbia House Records and tapes, right? No one can go to the grocery store anymore and buy a, a razor. It's got to cut. It's got to. It's got to be manufactured by a, a you know a, a modern art museum docent who's now living in Brooklyn. Who's really honestly just taking, you know, the Schlick or Gillette or whatever things and repackaging. I mean, you know, that's what's happening, right? Okay, so we're on the air. I don't, by the way, um, so again, thank you for welcoming me to Alpha Geek Media. No idea what, what I'm going to talk about for, oh, no, Todd. Todd Whitehead from Alpha Geek Media said I could have an hour and a half. I trust me, trust me, I don't need an hour and a half. So I don't know if from now on, maybe I'll just get my poo poo together, you know, for half an hour. Then we'll start the quote unquote bitterest pill for people that have been listening to the bitterest pill. Maybe we'll start that at noon. And then whenever that's end, if anyone's around, you know, I'll actually look at the chat room because I can't. Because I can't do what I've been doing and look at the chat room at the same time. I am alone. Like I'm complete. I'm like in my garage. There's no one in my house, but like a mutt. So I can't, you don't want to see me or listen to me as I read the text chats, right? That That's horrible. You don't want to do it. Okay. So let's, let's get this out of the way. Let's see if I can pull this off. So So I feel like I have no real geek cred. Let's be honest right now, okay? Uh, I'm annoyed by all these like silica, uh, you know, these kind of like the Palo Alto types that are now moving in and taking over my neighborhood because everything's going to get so... As long as my house value goes up, I guess I can deal with it. You know what I mean? But it's weird. It's not, again, it's not the people that I like hang out with in Las Vegas when we go to like a new media conference, I don't, these are all like tech entrepreneur. You know what I mean? They want to make an iPhone app that I don't know what shaves your face for you. I, I listen, I don't know. So here's the, here's the extent of my geek cred. So I, well, I show this to Todd. No one really even cares about this. It's so funny. I've been, I've had this memo that I stole from, well, I have this memo that a friend of mine found on the ground at Paramount Pictures in 19, probably 90s. But this is from April 1987. Now, why I've been carrying this around, I don't know. But it's a memo listing all the people that might be cast in Star Trek The Next Generation. Here's some, here's some names. 
<laughs> some things. People that, people that were almost on Star Trek The Next Generation, according to my my actual memo. Ready? Uh, for the part of Picard, Yafet Kodo. Yafet Kodo. From Homicide, Life on the Street, Yafet Kodo. Look at it. Yafet Kodo. You have access to a computer. You can Google this stuff. I don't have to set up all the images, right? You know, you can do that. Uh, don't recognize any of the... I don't, okay, but but then the, the interesting ones for me too were for Jordi Lafarge. Okay, we got LeVar Burton, obviously. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Or Mr. Wesley Snipes as Jordi Lafarge. And they're only, uh, they're only, and this is good, you know, for geeks, uh, they're only casting choice really on this sheet for Wesley. Of course, right? Uh, J.D. Roth. I don't know who that is. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know. See, this will be good. This will be a good excuse, though, being on Alpha Geek Media to, um, like, I never saw the third spider. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting a little worn out of superhero movies, and I'm hoping maybe you guys can kind of bring me back into the fold. But, I've, I've like, I didn't see Spider-Man 3. Or, no, 2. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Garfield, the second one, whatever. The one that I think had, like, 15 villains. I don't need, right? I don't need that. I don't need Gopher Man and Ice Man. And I think there was even somebody else, Sister Sledge or something. I don't, right? I don't, I, I can't do that. I haven't even seen Ant-Man because I was so turned off by, right, the fact that I didn't even want to see Spider-Man 2. I still haven't seen Ant-Man. The X-Files is back. I have never seen an entire episode of The X-Files. I admit it. But I do have this. Uh, Is it this button? Is this going to work? No, it's not going to work. Oh, that's not the button. Oh, shoot, the button... What's happening? It's not playing. Oh shoot! I was gonna I was gonna play you a clip <laughs> from when I was on the X Files. It's not working. See, this is why you shouldn't prep your show with AV like t- ten seconds before. What if you can hear it? No, you can't even hear it. Does this work? Oh well. All right, here, this is something. Scott Johnson was talking about this on um, the morning stream a couple weeks ago. This is um, me. Is this going to work now? This isn't even going to work? Amateurs. Mm, how do you want me? Right, I hope you can hear this. I cannot oh, hear this. Good. Yeah, just, uh, just get comfortable. This is um, from the movie <laughs> The Girl Next Door. I'm a little nervous. This part I was supposed to cut out, and I thought I did, and I can't. I can't go back into the house and make edits here. Be quiet. Stop talking. Okay, like this. Oh, that a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get it? He's he's just he's just a nerdy-looking school photographer. Not a porno guy. Hilarity ensues. All right, I'm upset about this uh, X-Files thing. Well, that's very loud. I hope it hasn't sounded like crap this whole time. Okay. Um, Anyway, well, I'll figure out the X-Files. That's weird, right? That's really weird. 
Oh, well, anyway. So, yeah, whatever. I don't know. I've been having tech trouble. <laughs> this is not a new thing for me, having technological trouble. So what happened was, so, um, Todd, Todd Whitehead, right, from, oh, so now that's not even going to work? What's going on here? What's going on? From Alpha Geek Media. Um, Todd had me uh, all set up to, to stream, and it was working perfectly, right? And then I come in here to do a test, because I've got, I've got it in my head that I want to use an even better camera than the one I've got, right? I'm going to hook up my DSLR, and I'm going to get that all going. It's going to be awesome. My show's going to look so great, right? I'm going to be the alpha geek of alpha geek media, right? Even though I don't, honestly, I don't understand anything any of those guys say on those other shows. I swear to you, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I can't tell if they're talking about video games, movies, coding. I really, I have no, I have no idea what's going on. I thought that one guy did magic tricks. Isn't he a magic trick guy? Brian, Brian Bushwood? Isn't he, I, like, I have no idea what he's talking about, ever. Anyway, so so Todd gets it all set up so I can come out here, sit in the garage and, and, and then just stream through the, the Alpha Geek Media, I'm not going to push the button again, uh, thing, right? But because I get it in my head, because I can't leave well enough alone, you know me. And by the way, I don't think I can even hear myself through these earbuds. I don't know why I'm wearing them. I get, it, I get it in my head that I want to hook up this other camera. So I come in here and I bring in another monitor and I plug it in. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And the whole thing goes to crap. For days, for two days. I spent the last two days not prepping the actual show because I was running around in circles trying to learn 16 different bits of software, troubleshooting this, troubleshooting that, checking the code. It's ridiculous. I am not, as it turns out... I'm not actually a technical guy. I'm an idiot with a microphone and a webcam who barely knows what he's talking about at any given time. So this went on and I, I'm not exaggerating for two days from morning until night for two days, two days. So I finally have to put in a call to Todd at the last minute, an SOS shout. Please save me. I come into the studio and I realize the only thing I haven't tried, and, and I think this is it, or else that the whole thing was just in my head, the whole thing was a fever dream, is to unplug the stupid extra monitor, which I didn't even need anyway. And I did that and then, uh, yeah. It all was fine. Except for, the X, except for the X-Files thing, which maybe I'll take a break at some point. After the quote-unquote bitterest pillars, I, you know, I don't know. And then we'll, um, you know, it was only interesting when I was going to be able to just push a button and play it. I, I'm really not that, you know what I mean? You don't have to see the X-Files clip. Really, that was just for like, if I could push a button and make it happen. So, all right, every year, my kids go to private school. Both of my kids go to private school here in Los Angeles. Uh, it wasn't 
by I mean it was obviously it's by choice. You don't if they, they don't force you to send your kids to private school. But my wife and I are both public school kids, and we always assumed we would send the kids to public school. And then we bought this house. And we thought, oh, this will be our starter house. And then <laughs> 16, uh, 17 years later, your kids are applying to college. So we kind of blew that. But so the kids are in private school. And um, they go to this school called Wild Winds here in L.A. And uh, it's just so weird. I'll, ne- I'll never get used to it. So my son is in the Wild Winds High School. Which, um, you know, a lot of celebrity, you know what I mean? It's LA. So there are a lot of celebrities, kids that go to these schools. And I focus on celebrities because I, I recognize celebrities. Like if I'm walking down the, right along the parking lot of the high school and the publisher of the LA Times walks by, I don't know, who, I, I don't know who that is. I'm not, I don't recognize, right, the, the, the publisher of the LA Times from just walking down the street. But I'm definitely like, I'm so intimidated by that whole concept even though i've lived in los angeles since 1989 or something i just i dread being at a party or some cocktail gathering some fundraising event you know what i mean and everybody's introducing around you know and you're all like right with your beverages like okay this is matt um he plays jason bourne this is Christoph. He was the villain in the latest Bond movie. Hey, Christoph. This is Dave. He plays uh, guitar in uh, U2. And this is uh, this is Dan. I guess he... Would you have like a microphone or something in your garage? Is that what's happening? Financial aid. Anyway, so so I really, really, especially at the high school, I do... I tend, Just out of my neurotic insecure, I tend to avoid these... Um, these parental things and these, these school events. But somehow a couple of years ago, I, I got involved in hosting this little fundraising thing where we go to this very cool venue called the Speakeasy slash Townhouse slash Speakeasy. I don't know what it's called. But it's in Venice. It's right on that. You know when you're watching a movie and something takes place in Venice, California, and they show that little like half street and it says Venice over the street. And then the beaches at the end, that's, I think, Windward. It's on Windward. It's right there. It's it's probably right exactly where they try to make it seem like David Duchovny lives in Californication. It's it's there. Or maybe he lives on the next street over. I forget. But So we do this thing. It's, it, it's just like a little live show thing. And I host and I do a little stand-up. I used to be a comedian. And um, and then some people will sing. Some, we used to, they used to show short films or whatever. But some people will sing... Um, or like there was a play reading a couple of years ago, whatever, whatever. So it was a little different this year, but I, I agreed to do it. And one of the main things that was different about it this year was that it was uh, like two weeks ago instead of in March or April or whenever the hell they usually have it. So the, be- the beginning of the year, be- because because of financial aid for the school, for Wild Winds, and because of... so. To do financial aid, you have to do your taxes because they want to see how much money you didn't make, right? So to do your taxes in time for the financial aid, you have to do your taxes right after the new year. So I don't have time because then before the new year, it's the holidays. Before the holidays, it's the other holiday, blah, 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 beginning of school, right? 
So when we do the thing in January, I don't have I nothing. I can't write material then. I'm busy doing like counting my W-2s. So it was really killing me that uh, that we were doing it in January. We were doing it in January. I don't know why I'm wearing these because nothing is passing through to me at all. <laughs> anyway, it's like a TV show. I'm not wearing headphones. It's so exciting. Um, and if you were listening last week, uh, you know, so I started on this medication, right? For attention deficit hyperactive disorder. Because I convinced myself that that's what's wrong with me. It's really, honestly, that I'm crazy. But but I started, like, in an attempt to chip away at whatever the hell is going on, where really all I've done with my life is podcast for the last 12 years. Um, I started taking this ADD medication. Now, my fantasy was that it was going to focus my brain and make it easier to do the taxes. But it doesn't focus my brain. It just doesn't focus my brain. It just makes it so I don't want to drink Diet Coke all day because it's a stimulant, but it, it, it's, I don't, it's not doing anything. Okay, let's be very clear. For me, your humble narrator, Dan Class, uh, putting me on a whatever, Ritalin or whatever it is. It's not Ritalin, but it's essentially Ritalin. Methylstafelephatine, right? Whatever it is. doesn't work. Okay, so all this big fantasy of like, let's give kids with ADD Ritalin or whatever. It's so much more complicated, apparently, because I just wanted to get a magic pill. Right. After half a century of, of not wanting to do that kind of thing ever, I just want to listen. I just wanted to get a magic pill and make my brain like. Focus, maybe fewer thoughts per minute and do my damn taxes right? Do my taxes in time and write some stupid stand-up material to do it the Wild Winds fundraiser thing. That's all I really wanted to do. It's not working. It's not working. and It's not working. And I'm trying to do the taxes and it's okay, but it's not great. And I'm trying to write the material. What I la la. Now, I had, a, I had a day where the material was flowing. That was good. That was like day two of the medication. Day two and three of the medication were gangbusters. After that, it's, it's been nothing. So where am I going with this? So really uptight about this thing. Like really uptight about it. And this year, there's no short films. So they're going to have a DJ DJ. These are not my ideas. and I But I went along with them. I'm not washing my hands of the whole thing, but... A DJ is going to DJ. Then I'm going to come out and do eight, five, eight minutes of comedy. Comedy in air quotes. And then, uh, you know, one of the women is going to sing a song. who's a very good singer. And then another guy is going to come out and sing a song. And then somebody else, blah, 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 blah. And I come out between and tap dance, so to speak, and blah, blah, blah. I am a nervous wreck. A nervous wreck. The whole time leading up to this thing. Now, when I did stand-up, granted, that, that was a long time ago, and I would get nervous. So th this isn't... Even when I was doing it all the time, if there were any right anything at stake, you get a little... Right? 
It'd be kind of psycho if you didn't get a little before you did that. But this was just like on freaking clampdown or something. Really bad. Really just like full of anxiety. Weird. Like really weird, right? But I've got my material and I've got it all mapped out. I'm going to do some jokes about this and do some jokes about that. I wish I had it in front of me because I, I can't remember exactly what we talked about. And then I had and I was going to close with this bit that I did actually on the show a couple weeks ago that I thought it was like, this is going to be my closer. Cause you gotta have, you gotta listen, you gotta start strong. You cannot show weakness, right? You gotta get a laugh right away. No messing around. And then really you can just goof around until you're done. And then when you're done, you got to get a laugh and then, you know, drop the mic. So my drop the mic bit was going to be this thing that I did semi on purpose, semi, not on purpose on the podcast. What, what was it even? Now I can't even think of what it was. Oh, it starts with, uh, my wife comes into the room and says to me, can I ask you a question without you getting mad? And I say, too late. Okay, was that general premise of like, because my wife, do, my wife does that a lot. And I assumed that a lot of spouses do that. Not necessarily wives, but just spouses will do this thing where they know they're going to say something that's going to make you mad. And they try to preface, you, preface it. And by prefacing it, they ensure that they're going to make you mad. And then they do make you mad. And then they've succeeded in making you mad. And it was this whole thing. And then this other whole thing about my wife who, like, will ask me something like, hey, um, why did you buy the small box of wheat thins. You always get the large box of wheat thins and you got the small box of wheat thins, but I like the large box of wheat thins. And I'm saying, why do you think? Now, to me, I think this is hysterical. I've got this whole thing worked out where this is my big closer, this big, can I ask you a question slash wheat thins closer? And you know how this is, right? You can see the punch that you, this, there there's no surprise to how this is going to end. So I show up at the club and I'm a nervous wreck. And I've got my water and I've got my protein bar, you know, because I always have to, I have to eat every two hours. So I've got my protein bar and my water and I come in and everybody can tell that I'm just like, uh, like on clampdown somehow. They keep asking, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But I'm a nervous wreck. And so I go backstage and I hide. And I'm working on my material again. I'm re rearranging my material. Like, 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 I don't, like I've never done this before. Now, my big goal, my big, I'm just focusing really, you got to get that first laugh. Once I get, listen, once I get the first laugh, then... You, autopilot kind of kicks in and you just and you get through the show and then you do your closure and you, you drop the mic and you, you bring up the next act or whatever. And it's easy, right? Easy. So once I just can get on, right? Once I get on stage, everything will be fine. So the DJ's playing, he's playing these awesome music. It's really helping me. He's playing some like Quincy Jones, uh, Austin Powers song. You know that song? The Austin Powers And It's getting me in the perfect mind frame. Frame, mind frame. Frame of mind, mindset. I'm short-circuiting. 
So it's time for the show to begin. And the host hosts, like people that organize the show, go up and like, ladies and gentlemen, blah, blah, blah. And welcome to the thing. We're raising money for Wild Winds. And here's our uh, host for the night, Dan Class. And I come up on stage. And because the DJ has been playing, expressly because the people that organized the thing wanted everybody to mingle, everyone's still mingling. While I'm on the stage. So I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm going to talk for a while before I tell my first joke because you guys are just kind of mingle talking. Well, you can only do that for so long and then you got to just press on. The show must, right? When this thing was at 1130, regardless of whether I saw myself in the stream, I had to push, right? The button and just go. You got to go, 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 go. The show must. Okay, so I just go. And the front of the room is laughing and we're doing fine. We're doing fine. And then, you know, slowly it kind of pushes back where I'm getting more and more of the room and that's fine. Again, you just want to, right? You just got to get laughs. It's the weirdest thing. It's not like singing a song where no one boos if they don't like, you know what I mean? Like they just are polite. In comedy, you know. Oh. So I get to my big closing thing with the thing of like, can I ask you a question without you getting mad uh, too late. Crickets. Crickets. The, uh, like, I do not know what happened because it wasn't my nerves. I, I think it was just this shift from, like, material tailor-made specifically for those people down to the molecular level and then switching into something that I thought was this big universal thing that no one agreed with at all even for like a second so then you just kind of go into the comedy of failure and just like own it <laughs> and just like own it until they laugh at something and then thank them and you know what i mean so i get off stage and it's over i did it i'm done And I can't, I can't shake it. I can't, uh, I can't shake it. Uh, I can't, like I don't have that post-performance release, that post-performance, you know what I mean? Like, and you've been in that situation before, whether it's, right, public speaking thing or business meeting thing or just some, it, I mean, there's so many things in your life where you know you're like, your butt's on the line, you do you do the thing, whether it goes well or not, at least it's over. And there's that like, uh, well, I, it was over because really now all I have to do is say the names of the other performers. That's really the extent of my job for the rest of the evening. And I can't shake that anxiety of needing to go on. And I'm trying to talk to the other performers and I'm trying to talk to the organizers and I have friends in the audience from the school. You know what I mean? Like parents that I'm friends with. I, I'm like, avoid, I'm hiding in the back. Like I do not, I do not want to talk to them. And Dee gets up and she sings her song and she does a great job and she, beautiful voice and everything. And then this, this guy gets up. Now I had never met this guy, but they said, oh, there's this guy, Neil, and he's going to sing a Sinatra song or whatever. He's an actor. Well, he's, he's like, 
a really good looking actor. And you can just feel <laughs> the energy. Like when he goes on the stage, you know what I mean? Like the energy in the room, all the, the girl energy just shifts. <laughs> like that good looking a guy. What's his name? Neil Hopkins? I guess he was on a Lost. Does that, does that sound right? Do you know what that is? Lost? I mean, you know, did you, you know what I mean? You know Lost. Who was he? He was Liam. You know, Liam on Lost. So, so, so I'm still a nervous wreck for some reason after my performance D sings and then Liam from Lost gets up to sing a couple of Sinatra songs. The women are literally swooning. Gay women literally reconsidering their preference. Literally. The next performer. Oh, my friend Jenica. Jenica was there. Good old, oh, Jenica's awesome. Jenica Berger. Do you know Jenica Berger? Where would you know Jenica from? Um, oh, shoot. Uh, safety not guaranteed? Satisfaction guaranteed? Safety not Ah, I don't remember the name. There was that Duplass movie where he's crazy and wants to build a time machine. And the guy from New Girl goes and um, hooks up with an old high school flame of... That's her. That's Jenica. And she was on like Trophy Wife and the Drew Carey show. Any of this ringing a bell? So Jenica's there. So she she's awesome and kills and then tries to bring me down to earth or whatever, right? And then, um, and then this woman gets up and starts reading a poem. And now listen, this is a lovely woman and she did a very nice thing, but I'm still in like a-hole comedian mode and I can't get out of a-hole comedian mode and I'm still like this anxiety thing is happening and I can't get out of a-hole comedian mode. And she's reading this really sincere poetry about being a woman and it's in this book and as she's, it's like, here, I'll try to, so she's reading this book. So she's like this and she'll read a page. And it's about being an independent woman. And, and so she'll read a line and then comment on it. Like, a woman's power comes from her power. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. That really resonates with me a lot. A woman is as strong as strength. See, when I'm feeling strong, she'll look up and start to... And my brain is just like, stop. You've got to stop doing that. You've got to stop doing that. Some poor bastard worked on writing and publishing that book for three years. You're supposed to just read the book. You don't, don't comment like, you don't have to give affirmations to the author after every page. And the book is about being an independent woman. And she's on stage reading the book with her friend standing next to her, holding a flashlight on the papers. And again, it was a very nice thing for her to do. She's a lovely woman, her, right? You're very beautiful. Your friend is beautiful. You're very, it was a very heartfelt thing, but I'm a comedian and my brain wanted to just, right? And so she finishes doing this really nice, earnest thing about women and power and solidarity and sticking together and being together, but being individuals and doing and doing. And then I have to go in on the stage and talk and not be an ass. That's, that's not easy. That's hard. That's, that's hard. That, that's hard.
So eventually the, the performing part was done for us. And then I brought out this band. And that was the idea. So DJ, DJ performers, and then a band, like a New Orleans jazz band, like a horn band, brass band, came out and played for 20 minutes and people danced. While I hid in the back room in this tunnel, like wondering why I don't, I can't talk to anyone. Well, eventually I could leave. I could sneak out. I never even talked to like some of my friends that were there other than Jenica. I couldn't talk to anyone in the audience. I guess I'll put it that way, right? So I snuck out. And I snuck up the stairs. Up onto Windward. And thank God there was a wind blowing from the beach. A strong, cold wind. And I took my jacket off and I just wandered over to where my car was parked. It's like, well, that happened. What am I doing? Why, why would someone do that to themselves? Who does stand-up once a year with completely untested material? Only a lunatic. Why are you, why are you doing this to yourself? I was just happy for it to be over and I went home and I think I eat Thai food on the sofa with the family. And I was just so excited for the next day to come because my my uh, psychopharmacologist had, had upped my dose of uh, whatever it is, Concerta. And I was very excited to put it to the test on a Monday, right? To sit down and do the taxes and get ready for this show. But with my new dose of whatever it is, my methylphetaline, right? And so Monday comes and I take the medication and I wait for it to take effect. And I am a nervous wreck. I am so full of anxiety sitting at my dining room table that I feel like I'm about to perform stand-up for the first time in a year. I am taking way too much methylphethadenaline and it is crushing me. But I hadn't noticed that it was the meds making me so riddled with anxiety because since I had upped my dose, I had been in these really high stress situations and I just thought it was the high stress situation. I thought it was because, you know, I had to take the, the, the day before the thing, the performance, I had to take my daughter to a dance a dance competition without my wife. Men are not supposed to do that. Men are not allowed in the dressing rooms. Men are not, not that's verboten. 
So it was a very stressful situation. And then the next day was the performance day situation. So it wasn't until Monday where it was really just sit down at my dining room table. And I realized that I'm a nervous wreck watching 30 Rock on my iPad eating my lunch. Maybe I should call the doctor. Just maybe. I pushed the wrong button. Could you tell? Oh, wait, what's this? What happened? Hey, here's the X-Files. Why is this working now? (laughs) Anyway, it's pretty smooth, right? It's pretty, pretty, pretty smooth. All right, listen, so that's it for the the official bitterest pill part of the bitterest pill. I, I hope some of this has saved... I hope some of this is... I think it has streamed. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it sounds like. I don't know anything. Uh, For those of you watching live, uh, please stick around and let's hang out in the chat room uh, for a little bit once I kind of close out the the show, part of the show. Um, Yeah, that's... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I've streamed the show before, but it's weird to do it... I've never done it with all this software and hardware or whatever anyway what's this oh if you want to tune in live uh via media geek by media geek alpha geek media you know that's never going to happen again uh you can uh tune in on your ipod your phone no, probably not your ipod your apple tv youtube whatever tune something called tune in don't know what that is all right uh if you want to write me an email it is uh, pill at danclass.com or uh Catch me on Twitter at uh, danclass.com. I've got all these graphics. There's uh, thebitterspill.com is such a thing. If you uh, want to look at show notes, although there may not be show notes because I'm trying to take less time to do the show and not more time to do the show. Does that make sense that I'm trying to do less with more the, the thing? Okay. What's number seven? Oh God, don't do that. Okay, we've seen. Okay, we've seen that. And of course, uh, once again, thank you for... Uh, to Alpha Geek Media for uh, allowing me to join your family, even though I haven't seen Spider-Man 2. Next week, maybe we can talk about Jessica Jones and why it's so slow. Um, And I think next week, I may show a trailer for a movie that I'm in that's coming out, and then we can all get together in the chat room and try to figure out what the movie is about. Next time. On the bitterest pill. Oh, God, here comes the movie again. Stop. No. Uh, uh. There we go. No? Where's the... There we go. Good luck to you. Good luck to you all. All right, thanks for tuning in. I'll, uh, uh, I'll talk to you next time. And again, if you're in the chat room, stick around. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, no. We didn't do... I can't... I can't sign off. I can't sign off. Wait a minute. Where... What happened... See, these, these graphics are supposed to remind me of things. Look. Oh, this is bad now. All right. Never jokingly. There we go. Never jokingly push all the buttons to pre- pretend like you're making a mess because then you know what you're going to do, buddy boy. You're going to make a mess. One of the things that I was supposed to do during show prep was look up all the patrons that support the show on Patreon. 
Patreon.com slash whatever it is for my show. It's either Dan Class or The Bitterest Pill. I don't remember. Uh, see, this is what I was supposed to be doing when I was getting together the X-Files video. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this isn't even logged in. Uh, this is the pits. I'm failing. Did I do the show? No, because I'm on a wrong... Okay. Shoot, this is not good. <laughs> this, this is exactly what I did not want to happen. Exactly. Yeah, I have no access to that information whatsoever. All right, so... Before I upload the podcast, I'll, I'll make this right. The, uh, the, the audio podcast? Because no, I don't think anybody's watching the video, are they? Are you, is anyone really watching? It's me and Todd, right? Uh, but thank you to everybody that supports the show on Patreon, uh, especially uh, David, Chase, and Gerard, Cortinez, Chris Class, Scott Mercer, Flores, uh, Megan, Mike Saffel, Rob Usden, Maury? I'm just going to start listing uh, listeners to the show now, I think. Oh, I bet I'm forgetting someone. Shoot. Thanks to all the people who support the show on Patreon, including Megan, Jeff Short, Rob Houston, Dave Jackson, Mike Hamilton, Flores, Tom Carroll, David Chase and Gerard Corchines, Chris Class, Scott Mercer and many others. You all make the show possible. Thank you. Never, never rely on my memory for anything. Okay, this is the end of the bitterest pill, okay? Thank you very much. Goodbye. Turn this thing off. What is that? Oh, my God. See, I had this all memorized. All right. That's the end of the show. Goodbye. The Bitterest Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That's... <laughs>